Hey, welcome to the Wootens Podcast. I'm Lainey. And I'm John. Thanks for joining us. What are we talking about today, John? Um, today we're going to talk about, um, I know we're going to talk, talk about autism. Yes, we are. And, I don't know, possibly more? You never know. I mean, we're still <clears throat> finding ourselves. We are, are we? we we're still sure. evolving as podcasters, so. Right. You know, we've learned that we're not script people. At least, we're, thir- we're the third one in, and we're, there's been no script. Well, yeah, we didn't try a script. We didn't try one. So, I mean, we Or might. apply one. Right. So, we don't know if we're, script, if we're script, script people or not. Yeah, we may try it and love it. We just haven't done it. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about autism um, because our lives have been impacted by autism. Um, our oldest son um, has a, the diagnosis of autism, but more speci- more specifically, what is his diagnosis? His diagnosis is, is level three severe. Okay. Right. And then he also has um, mood disorder not otherwise specified. I love that little NOS tag they like to put on NOS, stuff. NOS, not otherwise specified. I was going to actually talk about the NOS thing for, well, I mean, briefly. But mm-hmm. Do you, you want me to go ahead and start with the uh, diagnosis story? Go ahead, yeah. Okay, so Jude is our firstborn. So we were happily ignorant his first year of life, really to his, his delays. Yep. Because we didn't have anything to compare him to. True. Anyone to compare him to. <laughs> right. He was, our, he was our first child. We just right. we just thought this is how yeah, it is. Yeah. And actually, I was saying to someone on Facebook today, I don't even know who it was and why, but um, that that first year, I'm, I'm so grateful I didn't know that first mm. year. Right. You know, it was just this, it was just Jude. <clears throat> right. And, and I just enjoyed Jude. Right. There was no label. There was no worry about the future. It was just my firstborn son. It was just able to enjoy Jude. Yeah. Yeah. And so I cherish that having that. Um, Okay. So John and I were in a band for nine years that traveled. Mm -hmm. I was 34 weeks pregnant and I was warned by my doctor, hey, you probably shouldn't travel anymore since you're having Braxton Hicks contractions every two minutes around the clock. Right, which are which are uh, quote unquote false contractions, right? Right, or practice still, contractions. Right. Well, mm-hmm. they were checking me, and they said, "Well, we're not changing. Everything's good." And so I thought, "Man, I got to go do these events. I can't, I can't cancel these events." Of course, I've wisened up. Yeah, looking back now, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't, we would not have traveled. Yeah, past. In, in fact, we were supposed to be in El Paso the following weekend. Did you know that? I did know that um, we were supposed to, supposed to be in El Paso the following following weekend, and then actually after that, the week or weekend after that, we had something we were going to do. We had something planned with friends. We were going to go see, or was I, it? No, it was that weekend, <clears throat> wasn't it? I don't know. So we were doing a D now a Disciple Now event, right? Which was a which was a weekend event, like a mini camp for kids, right? But for, for starts, teenagers, starts on Friday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess sometimes spills over into Sunday. Usually yes, does. It did. <clears throat> yeah. So then the next day, I'm sorry, on Sunday, were we planning on driving driving to Oklahoma City? That's right. Yeah, we were going to go right. see our friends, <clears throat> Trav and Rebecca. That's right. Um, that did not happen because after the second session um, on Saturday, my water broke, mm-hmm. and we were five hours from home. 
So all that to say, Jude was born six weeks early. Right. And um, so he was he had some delays. Right. But we just attributed them to his prematurity. And so when he was four months old, um, we called, or I called ECI, which is Early Childhood Intervention, to come and assess him because I had a friend say, hey, he was premature. He's probably got some delays. You should call ECI and just, you know, they can help you. And it, it is a great service. It's a, a public service. You get all these therapies for pretty much free. Okay, so I'd forgotten about why you, you why you had called. So mm-hmm. I, I the way I remembered it is that you were noticing some things that were off. No, of. not with the okay. ECI thing. No, gotcha. okay. with ECI, it was just, a, and actually this woman who <clears throat> encouraged me to call, mm-hmm. I've heard her say, years down the road now that she actually could tell even then at four months wow. she said just the look in his eye she thought wow. something's going on with this baby <clears throat> she and was not the only one who said that either you're right always told us that later my yeah. dad has said the same thing yeah but us being new parents we didn't know right you know we all. just loved our sweet little baby and uh, so i thought okay this is like the second person to mention ECI. we probably sh- I'll, I'll call him yeah it's free sure what do i have to lose so i called well um so they do like this you know, series of questions. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that they did was they took a finger and ran it in front of his eyes, you know, a little bit of a distance away to see mm-hmm. if he could track. And right. Jude could only track like, I mean, a few inches or like, anyway. Wow. And of course, looking back, I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense that a baby with autism would not be able to track right. because Jude still struggles with that now, you know, engaging with his eyes. Right. You know, right. Shared um shared <clears throat> attention, I think is what they call it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we qualified for the ECI because of that specific marker mm-hmm. and got a caseworker and started services and started him with I think speech. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising. I don't, I don't know why they would have started speech. No, I think speech was added on later. We started with OT. Right. So it started with OT. Anyway. All that to say, we were in the system, in the therapy system, and I just always saw it as, oh, he's premature, you know. And then about the time he was 12 months old, I, you know, he had been doing this, but it just hit me when he was 12 months old. When I call his name, he like panics. Mm. Yeah, and and is scared and runs away from me and doesn't run toward me, and -hmm. I thought that's odd. You know, and then I then I thought, wait a minute, something in the back of my head told me, see if he can make eye contact. Mm. And so I started looking for that. And of course, the the thing in the back of my head was some PSA I saw I saw on the back of a doctor's door. I'm sure, you mm. know, in my subconscious. And um, and then the other thing that I remembered too from probably a PSA or seeing it on a commercial was. Um, because I don't know if they still do this now, but I remember the PSAs about um, autism signs. Do you remember that back no, in the day? No. Yeah, well, I don't know if say, they still do that. When you say back in the day, what do you mean back in the day? I don't know. Like I, I guess I'm thinking early 2000s. Okay, no. And Yeah, I don't know why. In my head, I think that I saw those those PSAs. You, in, you probably did. I mean, I was yeah. I was just thinking about... I think that's probably when it was on the rise. Probably so. And 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 almost like a pandemic like we're dealing with now, like... Hey, we got to put this out there so people know what to look for right. because people weren't looking for autism prior to the explosion of it, 
You know what I mean? And then it started to come on, I guess, the CDC's radar. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the CDC are the ones that deal with that or not. But um, anyway, um, I remembered the other thing in my subconscious was name. Can he respond to his name? Mm. You know, does he even, you know, respond at all right. other than negatively? And um, I remember he was playing with his toys. He was around, I don't know, fifteen months old, sixteen months old, um, in our living room. And I said, Jude, Jude. And I just kept calling his name over and over and over again. And then my heart just sank. I thought, oh, my gosh. Because right. I'm like, he's not deaf. No, no. We knew, we knew he that. wasn't deaf. Right. And then I, I remember picking him up and holding, in front, holding him in front of my face. And he would not look at me in the eyes. Right. And I'm thinking, how did I... <clears throat> How did I not see this until now? But right, these are things that had been going on. I mean, this mm-hmm. was Jude the whole time. Exactly. We had just not really thought about it much. I mean, we we, we didn't know what to look for. And we were busy. Right. We were, we were really busy, busy too. We were. Life, oh my gosh, we were going and blowing and doing events <clears throat> and <laughs> tracking him along and putting him in a pack and play up on a right. stage and playing both, playing at churches and both working full time. Yeah, well, was I working full-time at that time? Well, with all my hours of singing and stuff, yeah, I would consider that full-time. I wasn't, I hadn't been hired at the church yet, but like as music minister. I was music minister at a church for a while. But um, anyway, so he was with ECI, and I called his coordinator, and I said, I think Jude is showing signs of autism. Can you, you know, get whoever you need to get here to test him? And... So they got a psychologist there, and I remember we just sat on the floor and played with Jude, and she tried to get him to mimic things, Mm. like imaginary play, like use toys appropriately. Um, But the big thing was shared attention. That was a huge thing. Mm. And so like instead of looking back up at the person who gave you the baby doll and smiling, Jude just looked at the baby doll. Or if like they were rolling a ball back and forth on the floor, he would just stare at the ball. He wouldn't actually go, oh, there's a person, you know, pushing this ball back and forth. And so she, at the end of that little session, that testing session, she said, well, um, Jude does have pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. And I'm like, okay. What so I've never mean? heard that before, and that didn't sound too bad because <clears throat> right. I never heard it before, right? You know, and she said, "I mean, it's it's like a big umbrella, and so under that umbrella are all different kinds of disorders." And so she <clears throat> labeled, and she said, "Autism is kind of on the the you know just right outside that umbrella." And so that further confused me. I'm going, "Wait, okay, <clears throat> so he doesn't have autism? Okay, he just has this thing called PDD and OS. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think we'll be good." Whatever that is. And then I remember right. my family knew that he was going to be tested. And I remember my, my, my uh, public school teacher sister calling to ask how the test went. And I said, oh, he's got this thing called PDD and OS. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, maybe this is a big deal. Mm, right. But then for like a whole, if, I think like a whole year after that, he sat with that diagnosis. And I could not move forward. I don't know about you, if you re- even remember that. But like with the PDD and OS thing, that did not give me any sort of closure. It was like, yeah, I may have autism, 
or you may have a mild version of it, right. or you may not, but we're going to put them in this random, not random, but this very vague category because we don't give kids the, the ASD diagnosis until they're two. And right. so he was too young. Yeah. It, I, well, okay. So I just remember being, con- being confused by it and thinking he's going to get better. Cause I, I, exactly. I do remember asking his doctor or the, the doctor who gave, who gave the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Because we so, ended up going to a developmental pediatrician. Okay, so, so this is later. Okay, go, yeah, go no, ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, and because that's the in-between time. Because <clears throat> the first time we went to the developmental pediatrician, and she also gave him the PDD on NOS, okay. um, you know, diagnosis. And so we sat with that for like a whole year. And in my opinion, his differences were subtle. Because we, okay, in our band, we all were, we all had babies at the same time. So we right. had like, we were traveling with these two other couples that had children that were almost, you know, the same ages. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, Jude's not really super odd here yeah. compared to these. But I remember very specifically, we did an event in Floydata. Floydata, Texas. Do you remember that event by chance? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the, and where we the, stayed uh, and... The camp? It was camp a... Well, what, what was it yeah, called? it was a camp campground, but uh, we went for like a weekend <clears throat> retreat. And, okay. Anyway, and at this point, too, Jude was very, very easy to manage. Like, he was not a typical toddler, which that should have been, like, red right. flags, too, because we, he, we could give him an iPad, and he could watch movie after movie after movie. Right. I mean, and he was super young. He was able to sit through almost an entire movie before before he was a year old. <clears throat> wow. Anyway, but at that, go ahead. Well, I mean, also, he, he could ride in a car. We yes. could go on, on a trip, you know, band trip or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he could be in the car and just be fine for hours. Yeah. I mean, like he was a. Real, he still likes to drive. He does, ride. doesn't. He? But I just, I just remember thinking, man, he's 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 a road baby. You know, I mean, he he's he gonna is. do this. We can do this band thing still with him. I know. He's a road baby. You know. And so we thought. We didn't realize uh, that wasn't normal. I mean, that that wasn't natural. Exactly. I mean, and right. and you know, some of the other um, folks in the band that had kids, you know, there would be issues on trips, and they they would have to pull over and stop, you know, because of the kids. Because the kids were being normal, you know. I remember, and we were specifically, like, "Oh, dude, dude's great!" And we, we, like, we never got him out of the car seat. He's just great. Yeah, you know? pulling into a gas station, and Matt and Sarah, our bass player and violin player, <laughs> who had married and had a baby, Matt got out of the car and goes, "I've got to get out of the car. We've been listening to the vacuum cleaner for the past like I don't know how many hours." Right. Right. Sarah had bought like a vac- vacuum cleaner sounds on CD, CD yep. and they had been listening to it. <laughs> Because yeah. she was crying. But anyway, uh, so our early years, thank God. Thank you, Lord. They were easy. They were. Our first were. two years. Our first two years were easy. Right. So, well, you know, I mean, he, he was busy. He, he got busy. He got busy, yeah. He, he got, got busy, but he didn't start that way. He really didn't. Right, right. He no. was. I could go anywhere with him. <clears throat> That's true. And I, was, true. I would just give him his iPad, and he, he was did. fine. Um, and I did. So all that to say... Floyd Ada, this retreat that we were at, I remember looking at the other band kids and thinking, oh my gosh, they can do that. They're talking. Right. They can, like, look how they're playing with their toys. Look how they're bringing toys to their parents. They're, they're so here. You know, and I remember specifically we were like in this little common room together and the the girls were there and they were playing together and they were like interacting with all of us and Jude was just he was just doing his own thing. I mean, like we weren't even in the room. And right. that for me was really kind of the beginning of 
okay, something's up. Something, even though we'd already gotten a diagnosis, which I would just like to to say that diagnoses it's a process for parents. Totally. Totally. It is definitely a process for parents. Like, you know, people talk about denial, and I hate using that word denial because it sounds so so <clears throat> foolish and so negative, but it's a real thing. Yes, and definitely. It's, and it's, it's, a, it's a stage of the coping and the acceptance right. of what you've been given, the news that you've been given about your kid. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for a whole year, John, for me, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, right. you know, almost kind of like this little uh, distrust of, like, kind of like, you know, doctors, surely they overreact, you know, of how psychologists right. are. Well, and, and, and we we did have sort of that, um, you know, well, or me, like there was something in, in me of, uh, you know, thinking, well, you know, doctors are doctors are overdiagnosing these days. They're 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 medicating kids. They're, I remember they're, they're a woman up kids, you know, specifically saying that to whatever. my mom back home. She said, "You know these doctors, they're just overdiagnosing uh, the right. autism thing. Like it, it's like everybody's <clears throat> getting the autism diagnosis now." Right. And um, and I kind of had a little bit of that, like and like, like are we? Is this kind of overkill? Like right. I mean, are we like devastating parents for no reason? They're at drugging all? up kids, you know, with ADHD, or, or they're, they're <laughs> misdiagnosing kids with ADHD, and yeah. they're just drugging them, you know, and they, they, these kids are all yeah. Like zombies, <clears throat> which I'm sure that I mean, can't be of, the case. Some of that goes on. Yeah, I was applying that to our situation, and I do rem- remember asking the doctor, and I don't remember which doctor this was. Doctor Rogers. Right. Well, I, I didn't know if we we're going to name name the name. Uh, like, <laughs> doctor. Like what kind of doctor it was? Like was that like the psychologist was? She was know. the developmental pediatrician. Okay, <clears throat> I do remember asking her. So can he get better? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he surely he can improve, right? Because I, I totally did not understand. I mean, I guess she didn't come out and say autism, you know. She did not with that first appointment. Right. It took an, a whole so... other year for her to look at me and say, I said, I need to know that second year we came in because we yeah. would come in annually. I, I said, I need you to tell me, does he have autism or does he not? She was, he has autism. Right, right. I remember asking her, um, well, can he get better? And and she kind of, you know, give him kind of the, uh, you know, well, I mean, you know, I guess, I mean, like, basically she, she, she gave me the, you know, anything's possible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he, like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna grow out of this diagnosis. He's gonna always be autistic. Right. Is basically so, what she was so saying. So for that whole first year, I held on to, to the hope of, well, he can get better. He'll get better. He, he can get better. We can mm-hmm. do what, whatever we have to do. You know, whatever that is, special type of schooling and learning, um, you know, therapy, whatever, and we can get him better. Mm-hmm. I do remember right. thinking that. And I remember her also giving like an example <clears throat> of one of her patients. She said, you know, I've got one kid here, one of my patients that has Asperger's, mm-hmm. which PSA, they don't give that diagnosis anymore. So I've been told right. it's all ASD, autism spectrum disorder, because it's spectrum. Right. They've they've changed they've changed the the way that they diagnose over mm-hmm. the years, and they don't do the PDD and OS any, thing anymore, right. just to save parents a nervous breakdown. <clears throat> Thank you. Thanks a lot, PDD and OS. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's all ASD, but she at that time it was Asperger's. But she said, you know, I've got a kid here with Asperger's that, you know, just finished a tennis tournament the other day, and you just you know at just at you know first glance you you would have no idea that anything was going on, and I held on to that. Right. You know, I thought sure. okay. I think maybe that's what we're going to be dealing with, you know. Right. And so, okay, so I remember 
No, actually, that was with the other diagnosis. I was going to tell another little story. Might as well tell it. Okay. So the very first diagnosis with the psychologist in the living room, you know, that came with ECI, I remember Mm -hmm. after that, and after talking to my sister who said, you know, I'm sorry, and I realized "Mm, something may seriously be going on, I watched this video that's a viral video that you can go watch, and it's so precious, and it's of this boy with autism who's like the team manager for the basketball team, and it's like the end of the basketball game, they're like, put so-and-so in, everybody loves so-and-so, and he starts sinking all these three pointers, right. and the crowd right. is just like going nuts. And right. my, I get a knot in my throat just thinking about it. Ugh. And I remember watching that over and over and over again and bawling my eyes out. And it brought me some comfort. Right. It really did. It, um, anyway, so that's a little side note of part of the stage one of the diagnosis. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that is the thing that, I mean, you're looking for, for whatever, whatever example you can find. Yeah, you know, like a I heartfelt, think. good, you know, success story. Right, and and we saw some some uh, some videos early on, kind of things to. I don't know if there are things to expect, but I mean, we watched some videos of, you know, kids with autism and and kind of some you know behaviors, behavioral yes, and, and ways to handle things and ways to address things, and <clears throat> you know, so many of those things. I don't like. I recall thinking, well, Jude doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jude has not been the classic case of a kid with autism who does kind of the quirky things, you know, like the, mm-hmm. like the flapping or the spinning. Right. Or like, you rocking. know, oh, oh, so-and-so had to line up his, his Hot Wheels car. Exactly. Yeah. No, he did not do any of that Jude stuff. Jude didn't do all that stuff. No. You know? um, like the, the, like the grouping things and whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Jude didn't, Jude he, didn't do all that. Not all the classic. Yeah. He yeah. did not do the classic stuff. And I think that's part of the reason why <clears throat> I thought. Maybe we're we're gonna be okay, right? Maybe right. this is just gonna be one of those where he's just kind of you know, a little bit of an odd duck, right? The quirky kid with autism, right? So that did not go in that direction, right? Um, but like we said, you know, and and let's take this time to to just explain what autism is. Autism is a developmental disorder that affects speech social interaction, mm-hmm. and interests. Right. Um, right. Right before this, right before we started to, to record, I was trying to find, um, well, the list of things that I, I remember because I, I, I remember um, during that first visit in the in the office with, uh, with Dr. Rogers, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> her saying, well, there are five criteria mm-hmm. that, that, you know, a person has to meet to get the autism diagnosis. And she named him off, and 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 like the fifth one, she said, you know, he kind of does this, but but kind right, of doesn't. And that's so, why you got the PDDNOS. <clears throat> now now you're, that you're saying that, okay, I remember right. that. But part of me thought, okay, well, so it's just these. I mean, like it wasn't like a medical. You know, it's so strange because it's not yeah. a medical diagnosis. It's not a blood. You're not test. taking a blood test, exactly. You know, it's not like okay, this kid has you know this disorder. Checking for the chromosome or right. anything. It's like, yeah. well, no, no, he has um, um, restricted interest. And I'm yeah. like, what is that? Yeah, and it's all based well, upon. Okay, you know, yeah, your pa- the parents accurately answering <clears throat> the questions too. I mean, there there was an observation as right. well. But I remember thinking the same thing too, John. Is like, wait, is that it? You're just going to ask me these five questions? Yeah, and this kid gets a, <laughs> gets this label, but you know, anyway. But uh, yeah, so I I felt like that was a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder yeah. if that's how they're still diagnosing. I don't know. Well, I I, I couldn't find the list I was looking for. Mm. 
So I kind of think maybe not. Yeah. Okay, so it was a easy start. Right. And then um, he went to school at three, which they told me in ECI, hey, when he turns three, then he will qualify for public school. And I was like, heck to the no. I ain't sending my three-year-old right. to school. Right. Are you kidding me? And I had a mom who is a mom of an autistic child. And she said, oh, Lainey, you've got to do it. Like, that's what he needs. He needs the structure. Mm-hmm. He needs that early intervention. And so she convinced me to do that. I mean, I was very hesitant. I thought, oh, my gosh, no, I can't send my three-year-old to full-time school. Like, yeah. That would be so hard. Um, but anyway, so we were in Amarillo at that time. And it was a their, their It was not full-time. It was not. Their PPCD program, Preparatory mm-hmm. Preschool for Children with Disabilities, is what it stands for, um, was a part part-time program. And mm-hmm. so we took him there and he did pretty well there. But when we transferred him back to Lubbock, which we were there training for jobs and we were coming back to Lubbock, we transferred him into the Lubbock School District. Uh, that was a full day program. And I remember the first day we took him and he, he when we brought him home and I looked at his little, you know, his notes for the day, it was like covered in like right. bad stuff. <laughs> like right. well, he couldn't do this. He didn't do that. He got up here and I was like, oh gosh, like we've never. Right. Well, okay. So I, I remember thinking, okay, so at this time, um, yeah, we were training for jobs, but at this point, you were working full time, and I was staying home with the kids. That's right. And um, that's another podcast. That's Stay another tuned. podcast, y'all. Um, <clears throat> did did that for about eighteen months. Anyway, <laughs> but I do remember him being hard to handle, and and him. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Know, it got it, it got bad when I handle, was working right? and you were at home with them. <clears throat> and I do recall whenever we brought him back to Lubbock, and we were gonna, you know, we enrolled him in the school, <clears throat> um, taking him to class, and meeting meeting the young teacher. And part of me thinking, I don't Fresh know. Meat. I don't know if you got this, you know. No. Just I mean, because she 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 seemed all put together, very very prim and proper, you know. <clears throat> like, you know, nowadays, like usually, you know, mm-hmm. people that are in Jude's class, it's like they got scrubs on, right? Right. Yeah. This thing, I think she had the like a skirt on. The you know, she had like her, maybe like heels and stuff. And I'm just thinking. You know, yeah, I don't like, know if you've got and this. how long those heels are going to last. Yeah, and sister. so you know, I mean. Of course, no judgment. I mean, but I'm just saying, part of me thought that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, he's he, he got right. So we kind of went with the whole like, well, maybe she's just <clears throat> got her pants on too tight or something, you know, and just needs to relax. But um, so we were there um, in Lubbock for not long, and then, like I said, another podcast. I very promptly quit my job to come home to be a full time stay at home mom. Despite the fact that my husband had no job, we just totally stepped out in faith. And within a week, John did have a job. Right. Praise God. He totally honored that decision that we made. But so we came home. We brought this little three-year-old home and this one-year-old little baby girl. And we moved in with my parents um, while we built a house for three and a half years. They have right. been so good to us. <clears throat> They've been amazing to us. Um, and so during those years, started at three that's when it got really rough. It got yeah. just steadily rougher and rougher and rougher, and the behaviors really started to surface. Jude's anxiety, it just really began to, you know, let its colors be seen, and um, the beha- the eloping, the running, yeah. that got really bad, right. like escaping. Right. Um, and then, of course, the aggression started as well, you know, <clears throat> right. because Jude didn't talk until... He was five. 
Right. He would make vocal, he would make noises. Like lots of noises. He would like hum and, you know, like sing, but I mean, not, 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 you know, not form the words that he was singing. I mean, he, he would maybe sing some little possibly like nonsense kind of words. Which I would like to say to brag on him just for a second. <clears throat> Go ahead. Jude has, in, he has an incredible voice. If we could just harness that and get him to sing the songs that we want him to sing and sing the entire songs and sing them for other people, it would be so awesome. Jude but he too. has perfect pitch. When Before he was a year old, I remember having him in a stroller. We were waiting for an elevator. And when the elevator dinged, he matched the pitch of the ding of the elevator. And I looked down at him like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, what in the world just happened? Like that kid he is hummed, not even- He hummed the note. Right? Yeah. He, he went, yeah. 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 I mean, a perfect, perfect yeah. pitch. And he still does that stuff all the time. But even now, he will be singing a song, okay? And we can check the key of the song that he is singing it in to the original that he heard it in, and they match every single time. It may even be a song he's not heard in months, possibly years. And if he starts to sing, if we say, hey, Jude, can you sing You Got a Friend in Me? And we can just kind of like prompt him with some lyrics. He'll start humming it, singing it. We'll go to YouTube, find the actual track, and it is the exact key. We have tested him multiple times on this, which I'm assuming means he has perfect pitch, right? Well, like if we could teach him know. notes, right? I guess so. I mean, yeah, you know, that's what perfect know. pitch is. Because if we right. could say, "Hey, this is middle C," <clears throat> right? He would always remember middle C, right? Right. Even if he gotcha. wasn't looking, yeah. So yeah. he has perfect pitch, which is we, we just love. We think he does. <laughs> he does. He does. I, I can guarantee you, if I take him to the to the piano tomorrow and show him, "Hey, Jude, this is middle C," and I'm going to test this tomorrow. You've got me. All okay. fired up about testing right. it because I'm going to stand upon this claim that he has <laughs> perfect pitch. I believe it with all my heart. I'm going to show a middle C tomorrow, and then like at two we'll o'clock. Wait, no, we'll wait two years. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to show it to him at like nine a.m. and then yeah. at two p.m. I'm going to I'm going to say, "Hey Jude, can you sing middle C?" And I can guarantee you, it's going to be on pitch. Let's shake on it. Okay. No, let's let's yeah, bump, give me your hand. Let's bump elbows. It's cr- oh, that's true. The, hey. cr- the coronavirus. John, we're one flesh. It's okay. <laughs> know, Mr. Um, so yeah, so so Jude, Jude can hit. He can match pitch. He's awesome. He can match notes. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we we were uh, we, we were nervous bringing him home and putting him on a school bus. Yeah. <clears throat> um, bringing him home to Longview when we moved Longview. in with my parents. Yeah, that's right. what we're referring to. So we left Lubbock, came back home to Longview, moved in with my parents, and then enrolled him in the school that he's in right. now. And you know, at that at that point of the year, which it was like the middle, well, I don't. It remember. was middle of the school year. Listen, hey, right. I remember this. I, we decided so soon <clears throat> that we were doing this, and then like the following Monday, like it was like a was Thursday. <laughs> yeah, he was in school. Right, right. We so, brought him to school at that time of the year. It was dark, so I, I remember putting him. Um, or well, actually, I guess I remember maybe you. No, no, because I was home. anyway. I remember us putting him on the school bus. In the morning, you know, like which it was early. It was like six forty-five or six thirty, and mm-hmm. and it being dark. Yeah, that and, was crazy. And us putting our, our little three-year-old up on the school bus. Oh, thankfully, he liked. Jude. Thankfully, he liked the school bus. Because he did. At this he point, liked the school bus for a long time. At this point, he was trying to elope. Um, and he was safe in his car seat. They had a car seat they had for a him. Car seat, a you know, three-point harness. Yeah. So so you know he was strapped in, and 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 he liked to ride. He did, and so and still does. So that was good. But other than that. He would try to run off, and he would run off a yeah. lot. And he would. Yeah, and so. Yeah. 
So that's when uh, the behavior started to surface. You know, I don't, I don't think I want to go too much, too deep into the behaviors. I mean, like of aggression. Um, I think we should save that for another podcast because okay. I think that that could really help people. Um, well, let, let, let's just say then that, that you know, Jude, Jude is not the, well, like I said before, Jude is not the classic, um, you know, compliant, quirky kid with autism. You know, like like mm-hmm. like oh, you know. That that kid just you know he just acts a little bit different, makes kind of funny noises, mm-hmm. and 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 he's a little bit different from us. You know, he, he yeah. has other behaviors that he has are extreme, like he has detrimental, um, like clinically uh, diagnosed severe behaviors. Right. So um, anyway, it's you know it's a it's a spectrum as we talked about earlier. So he can just fall anywhere on the spectrum. But um, as he got older, you know those those behaviors became debilitating for right. him and for us. And then, of course, we saw a huge correlation with, you know, his, um, you know, as he got bigger and older and wanted to go more places and had more of a physical capability to go places, and then he didn't have the language to explain where he wanted to go and why he right. wanted to go there, then we saw the behaviors increase. And right. he was um, frustrated. He was very frustrated. Um, so it, it was it was hard. Right, um, very very sensitive sensitive to sounds, mm-hmm. um, you know, loud sounds, high pitched sounds, whiny sounds, mm-hmm. babies crying, you yeah. know, things like that. I feel like that <clears throat> the further we went on this journey with Jude, the the um, how do I word this? The more was getting stripped away from us, like personal freedom, right? Um, just no, normal normalcy. Right. Was slowly leaving. And so, like the grief process, I feel like with this specific situation, um, was increasing. It, there wasn't like this point where, where we were <clears> like, <throat> okay, our kid has autism and we're moving on with life. It was like, and because with autism, you really, and, and, pro, and with Down, Down syndrome too, you know, but I feel like even maybe more so with autism, like you don't know if they're going to be high functioning or low functioning. And so you're holding on to this hope. Right. And as they age and as they develop, like, because I remember everyone saying, um, you know, at four, that's when my, yep. my kid with autism talked. And that fourth birthday came. We really turned a corner at, at, at four years old and or went, whatever it was. And, and people were telling us that. He didn't talk. Right. And I remember thinking, is he going to be nonverbal? And so you're just always holding on to. Oh, or, or, you know, what's it going to look like? And so you're right. just, you're almost in just this holding pattern yep. for, you know, all their growing up years. Right. And well, I was about to say, the, you know, like, like that process, I'm sorry, that process that, that you were saying, like, like the grieving process of loss of <clears throat> freedoms and all that, it's still going on. It's still going, exactly. To be honest. It is still going on. And I remember um, getting to a point to where you and I were like, not even able to attend church, but like we were still going, and we had gotten to a point to where like he we couldn't even get him in the building. This is when we went to the first church we went to when we first came back, and we were walking him around in the parking lot. And I remember right. thinking because they had like a class for special needs kids, right. and I remember thinking <clears throat> we can't even get him into that class, right? <laughs> you right. know, he's too whatever. He's yeah, too, he he just couldn't do it, you know. Yeah. But, and but but we kept trying to go to church because we you did know, because of because of your phrase. It could be awesome. It could be awesome. And, you know, <clears throat> and we are. you know, and some people disagree with me on this, but I really wanted to encourage the church and mm-hmm. 
people with typical kids and non-typical kids that it's worth trying. It's worth trying. It's worth trying. Just, you know what? Sometimes you can't do it. Sometimes you can't do it with a kid with special needs, and that's okay. Right. But we're going to try again next week. Right. You know, now, recently, we've had another regression, and we... We kind of we've gotten to where we know Jude well enough to know if it's safe for us to bring him back to church, and so he had to take about a two and a half week break because we knew he right. was not right. stable enough to really. We knew we weren't setting him up for success. Right. We wanted to set him up for as much success as possible, but right. But that's but you know it's it's been a while since we've since we've done some something like that where where we just haven't taken him. That's right. It's it's been a while. So mm-hmm. so here we are now. <clears throat> Jude's 11. What's it like now, John? Um, okay, so he did start to talk um, at five, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, small baby steps, but yes. but we do remember those. Words, like independent remember, words. Yeah, so what did he tell you one time? He was upset about something. He finally said, drink, wasn't it drink? Oh my gosh, yes, that was such a huge <clears> deal. That was. Drink or, or, or thirsty. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. There was a small breakthrough there where you, when, when you heard that and you said, you know, of course, I can get you a drink. Mm. And, and, and that's and just, when he used to sleep in an enclosed bed. <clears throat> right. We used to have an enclosed bed for him that locked him in safely. He could breathe. Everything was good. It was right. provided to it us through his Medicaid. Yeah, and he he actually really loved it too because right. it made him feel secure. But to keep him safe at night, <clears throat> so he would, so we could sleep in peace and know that he wasn't going to get up and walk around or leave the house, which he which he would have done. Exactly, but right. I remember him looking through that little plexiglass right. and saying, "Saying drink, thirsty or thirsty drink." I can't remember which one he said, but it just broke my little heart and and, and made me so happy too. You know, right? But, um, yeah. So I mean, how is it now? Um, there is still uh, the feeling of of loss now. I mean, yeah. um, you know, because Jude Jude has great days and he has bad days, and so there are days where we're like, you know, hey, Jude Jude's doing great. Like he's like he he enjoyed school. He you know yeah. He loves his siblings. Yeah, he's being pretty compliant. He seems happy. He seems like he's in a, he's in a good mood. <clears throat> and uh, you know your your heart kind of lifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are days where he is. It's he's had a terrible day at school. He's he's in a bad mood. You know, and um, because he does have a mood disorder. He does have a mood disorder. So you never and, know when that's gonna right. hit you upside the head. So you know, screaming. You know, outbursts, um, inconsolable, pretty much. Right. Um, nothing makes him happy. Things, things like like that. And so, um, <clears throat> and on those days, he is he is more prone to aggression. You know, which which we'll talk about, I think later. Mm-hmm. But on those days, you start to feel like, okay, th- this is, you know, oh yeah, this is uh, fully encompassing of my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's um, the rudder of the ship. Right. In those it moments, is. it is. <laughs> you realize <clears throat> it is. So um, throughout throughout the years, I have thought about doing little side. Side hustles, you know what I mean? Trying mm-hmm. to do this and that. And, like making um, cinnamon rolls? <laughs> right, no. That, do you ever think about doing that? I never have. <laughs> but you obviously do good at that. Um, <clears throat> Lainey, Lainey makes a, a killer cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll, so. About once a year. Yeah, so. Um, but no, so, you know, it, 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 I, at, at some point it, it became apparent, and pretty early on, I guess, it, it became apparent like, um, I can't do any kind of side hustle deal. Yeah. I mean, like, and that I, was a slow process too of letting go slow, because yeah. we did hold on for so long. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can, and then it was these constant letdowns of like to to a complete Mm-mm. surrender of like, right. nope, this is the life God's called us to. Right, right. <laughs> until he's until he is asleep. Yeah, 
there's no freedom, you know, to go walk away and do something, you know. I mean, there's no explaining to 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 Jude, hey, hey, Jude, stay here and and and, and watch mm-hmm. TV. You know, I'm gonna go tinker in the garage or whatever it is. You know, right. there, there's just none of that. And so there there was a very, yeah there was a, a slow, uh, a slow, you know, letdown of that and of certain little little dreams, you know, of whatever. I mean, music, make, making music, doing this and that. So yeah, that was hard. That was very very hard. Um, <clears throat> you. You know, you 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 seem to deal with that better. You know, your your mother heart. You yeah, know, your I was about to just, say it's that's a mothering thing too yeah. because like I I am mom. Yeah, like that yeah. is in my DNA, and I'm like, oh, career? What? I don't even care about that anymore. I right. mean, that's that's the journey I've been on. That's where God's brought me, and I have found incredible incomparable joy in being a mom. And so, yeah, I you know I've been bought in for. About eight years now, fully bought into yeah. this, and but a man is meant to go out. A man <clears throat> is meant to create and 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 leave the home. And um, John is very much so inhibited from doing that. Um, in fact, John has become Jude's caretaker, his number one caretaker, because Jude has has you know just started <clears throat> puberty. You know, he is large. And he has hit a growth spurt. Getting like. larger every right. day. And so he will hmm. probably be my height and my weight in the next few months, I predict. Well, I mean, that's crazy. within this year, 2020, I predict he'll be well, at least my weight and almost my height. Could uh, be. Yeah. So therefore, you, John is fully devoted to caring for Jude when Jude is at home. Um, John is at work obviously when Jude's at school for the most part not right now not right now because of <laughs> because of uh COVID-19 right because of hashtag coronavirus yeah um <clears throat> that's got sh- so, school hey, shut down here's some awareness for you parents out there with children with disabilities who I mean things have shut down and therefore they can't go to work I mean and lots of people not just people with right, dis- you right. know kids with disabilities but right Life has come to a screeching halt, but but, how, but the but the but the added difficulty of that is finding the care for right. those kids. Because like with typical kids, you can go, okay, I'm gonna have to call in a sitter. It's gonna be a financial burden, but I can find a sitter for the most part. People can, but with these children with disabilities that are enrolled in the public schools or in these private schools, therapy schools that are shutting down. I mean, right. it's it's turned their world upside down. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how many times you hear. About a kid with autism and how their routine and their schedule is huge to them, and that, and that's that's very very much part of their success. Um, and this is throwing all that off right now. Yeah. And so even if you if you, if you can find a sitter, or even if you're, you know, even if the child's grandparents can step in and watch them, um, trying to explain to the the, the uh, child what's going on, and and kind of like the unknown. About how long this is going to go on? Right. That's. I mean, that's. Well, it's challenging. With, well, with, Y'all pray for all these parents that have kids. Challenging with autism. Right, and it's with rough. some kids, it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, trying to explain this to Jude is impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think <clears throat> you know uh, we don't know exactly what Jude understands, but I mean, it's pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure that if I try to exp- lay lay this whole thing out to him in detail, it wouldn't. Yeah, it, it wouldn't make any. He might not take in. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, as much as we want him to, yeah, probably wouldn't. So yeah, so when Jude's home, I I've got to be home, and that works with the with the, with with my job at, at the at the school, 
but um, yeah, right right now there's no Jude's home. Yeah. So we're gonna see how that plays out. But <clears throat> let me, because um, I think we're out of time. But let right. me end this podcast with telling you what Jude's autism has, how Jude's autism has benefited our lives. Yes. Because we don't want to be. Um, it's so. I mean. I'm in lots of like support groups online and I have mixed feelings about them because they can be rather depressing. Right. Because there there's a lot of negative. There's a lot of um Right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, we're not going to sit here and lie and say oh, we're waving the autism banner high and you know, just like we're so blessed to have a kid with autism. It's hard. It is hard. It's very, very hard. Um, <clears throat> our child is a blessing, but it is hard. But our child is a blessing. Mm-hmm. And even though, might I say, you can edit this out if you think it needs to be, we pray for Jude to not have autism. Right, right. We pray for him to be healed. Right. Even though we pray for him to be healed of his autism, we still are receiving benefits and blessings through his autism. And that's because God is good. That's right. That whether he allows, as the scripture says, the thorn to stay Mm -hmm. or the thorn to be removed, his grace is sufficient. That's right. And it doesn't matter the circumstance because the abundant life has been promised to us regardless right. of the circumstance. God also calls us to pray for healing. He calls us to to pray for things to change, sure, but sure. then we trust Him with the results. <clears throat> so all that to say, what has Jude's, how has Jude's autism blessed our family? Well, <clears throat> How has Jude blessed our family? How has Jude blessed our, our family? Um, well, one of those things, one of the first things that comes to mind is something that we talked about earlier, Kind of the the laying down and loss of of dreams, you know. Yeah. I feel like in America today, um, dreams are put up on a uh, a I wouldn't say a, I wouldn't say a, a a pedestal, but people are all of the time saying, "Go for your dreams," you know, you know. Focus shoot, on yourself, right? Shoot for the stars, you know. Don't 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 let that dream, you know. Burnout. Your happiness is number one. Right. Well, th- th- right. That that that's what's kind of the underlying message in there. Right. right? <clears throat> Don't let your dream die. Well, <clears throat> so our dreams. We've had some some dreams die because because of Jude, that's but right. that has kept our family closer together because we we have to be closer together, right? That's I mean, right. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I've I've got to be home. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, there's you know, no hunting trips if you were ever into that sort of thing. Right. There's no, yeah, <laughs> fishing trips, hunting trips. Hanging out in the shed with the guys. <clears throat> right. Um, Drink, yeah. Drinking your soda pop, <laughs> whatever y'all drink out there. I was trying to think of, what's it called? I don't know. IBC root beer. Root beer. So G-rated. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Maybe we should. <clears throat> okay, so. Um, the loss of of dreams that can be an actual good thing. It's kept our family closer together. Um, it's kept me at home. Um, yeah, you know, Lainey has found her like she said she is mom. She that, that's in in her DNA. 
um, it is a full time job. It is, you know, and it is it is worth, and it's a rewarding job. Yes, and like it is, it it is so it is a career. Yeah, like it is a worthy career. There's nothing in my in my mind or heart that thinks about a stay at home mom and goes like, oh well, she just couldn't make it in the working world. Mm-hmm. No, not 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 at all. What we're seeing now with the coronavirus keeping keeping kids home is. A lot of these, you know, people are having a hard time being home with their kids. Like, hey, I need to hire a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, you know, that's are you a, for hire? That's a pretty specialized <laughs> thing. So, okay, so what what else have we benefited from from Jude's autism? Let's see here. You know, okay. So I was thinking about this one the other day because, like I said, you know, it it comes with some intense moments, mm-hmm. some hard moments with the mood swings, things like that. Um, and we have to address that with our other children. Right. Um, you know, we could have like a, a fallout at the park or whatever, and then we got to make it home with screaming and kicking and all that stuff. And then we, you know, I'm remembering a specific time we came in and I don't know if it was from the park or whatever, but we had had a struggle, you know, and Evangeline and Hazel were sitting on the couch and they were just bummed, you know, mm-hmm. and I was bummed too, you know, and I had it was just like the Holy Spirit just started speaking through me, and I just started talking to them about the goodness of God, mm. and and talking to them about you know hope, <laughs> right? You know, and that those are heavy. I mean, beautiful mm-hmm. things to talk about with anyone, and what a treasure to have opportunities to talk about those things with your children at that age and not right. just like hey guys listen to this but i mean in that that sponge moment when their hearts are so pliable and they're so they're ready to receive a word of hope because right. they need hope they do right and 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 i could just see in both of their sweet little eyes as i begin to talk to them about the God of hope and that our God is good, I watched them, I felt like I just watched them receive it. Mm. And it was it was so beautiful to me and so great. And I just thought, you know, man, like they're gonna look back and they're gonna remember their mom hanging on to hope. Right. You right. know, I mean, mm-hmm. just the other day, I was listening to a uh, song called Waymaker and mm-hmm. there've been multiple versions of it, but there's a really, really good version of it on YouTube. Um, with Stephanie Gretzinger and then another guy, I don't know his name. But so he's on there and he starts talking about, he gives his powerful testimony of his his working mama who was single and mm-hmm. trying to pay rent with all these kids. And they were about to get, I think like evicted or something. Maybe some of you guys have heard the testimony. And he said, and I heard the cries of my mama in that room and I walked in there thinking that I was gonna see my mom despondent and, and you know, crying herself to sleep. He said, No, my mom was tears streaming down her face, thanking God for his provision that she knew might not be there yet, but was coming. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Wow. Yeah. And I thought, man, as a child, the impact that that made on that little boy living in poverty, his mom mm. working to make, you know, ends meet and that made a huge impact in his life. And wow. then on thousands of other people, because I'm right. hearing that story going, I mean, I was in tears, John, mm, hearing that wow. story thinking, I'm that mama, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like my kids have seen me cry <clears throat> way more than I want them to see me cry. Right. And yet the Lord uses those tears for me. I mean, we have just multiple opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to show our kids our faith in action. 
Right. You know, like we're right. not living lives of leisure where <clears throat> it's just so easy to just have what we want, do what we want to do, and then go right. to bed every night and wake up and do it again. Right. You know, like we, it, it presents amazing opportunities to just teach theology to our kids yeah. that will, that's shaping them. You right. know, yeah. I um, also personally love um, how Jude has brought um, a compassion to our family. Now, our mm-hmm. kids aren't perfect. None of our kids no. are perfect. We're, I'm not either. But yeah, and we aren't either. And not so it's all. not like we're just, oh, we're just always, you know, super sweet to Jude. You know, they're siblings too, and they <laughs> right. get mad at him. But I do see a, um, a tenderness there. And um, I see God developing <clears throat> a. Um, just that that's it's a like being around people with disabilities is a normal thing for them and i love that that right. is such a gift like i love that my kids are going to grow up and most likely be comfortable around people with disabilities cuz like i right. i wanted that i really did like i had the compassion for it but i didn't have the courage like to walk up to someone who was like severely disabled in a wheelchair mm-hmm. but i wanted to but you know who did my mom yeah she did because my mom is she a does. sibling of a special needs brother Mm -hmm. who had cerebral palsy his whole life, struggled his whole life. Mm -hmm. And I would watch my mother, my beautiful mother, and still do walk up to people severely disabled, drooling, you know, hardly able to talk, and she would place her hands on them and she would talk directly to them because I remember her saying one thing that really bothered Berlin, her brother, was when people would talk to her parents and not talk to him. Like, you know, like he was like... Didn't have any intelligence, right? Which 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 is a natural response that people mm-hmm. do, I think. So, I love that Jude has given me the gift of confidence around people with disabilities because yes, I too. did not have it before that. No, I here. wanted it. I really did. I wanted it so bad. I wanted to be my mom, mm. and I didn't have the courage to do it. But I, I'm telling you, Jude has given it to me. God has given it to me through Jude. And I mean, I I can. I can walk up to people I don't know who may seem like they may not be able to talk. And I can go and I can talk to them. Right. And I love that. Yeah. That makes me so happy. That's awesome. Like that's yeah. that's a gift. So <clears throat> those are a few things. Yeah. We we could really keep going. And hey, here's the principle, people. Think about what you're gaining through the situation, not what you're losing. There you go. Whatever the whatever the situation is, right? Whatever the situation is, because in the words of my friend whose son has been fighting leukemia, my heart is not your heart, but it's still hard. Right. So we all are going through something. That's right. Look at what you're gaining through this, not what you're losing. Mm. That, can and be, that can be hard to do. It, it can be very hard to do, and it takes a shift of focus. It takes renewing of your mind, as mm-hmm. Christ tells us to do. And um, so, Yeah. I hope that this has encouraged you. Me too. You know, it's we, encouraged me. Good. There, <laughs> there you go. You know, I we we've kind of shot from the hip on this uh, episode. Because that's all we can do. Because we that, don't have any other time. Because that's all we can do. <laughs> we shot from the hip on the uh, first two episodes too. We um, hit the bullseye, man. We did, man. <laughs> we did. No. So this is is another uh, example of some, something that we're doing after the kids are in bed. Sort of keeping one ear open to like you know hearing a baby uh, hearing a, a, ba- a I know, baby I cry. Keep, I keep hearing something and thinking, <clears throat> right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, but um, we feel good about it, don't we? I feel good about it. Thanks yeah. for listening, 
and be on the lookout for more to come. That's right. From the Wootens. 